0: We're back. Just a little tease. (laughs) We're
1: back for real. Welcome to Subjectively Correct Sports, the only podcast and live streaming uh, show in the world in this office featuring you and me, a microphone, a keyboard. We're going to talk about sports, David. We're going to talk about funny stories. What else are we going to talk about?
0: I wonder how long that joke is going to be, you know, usable.
1: Mm. I thought you were going to say funny and my response would have been has it yet been funny?
0: That's good, yes. So now we must ask ourselves, why are we still doing it?
1: Yeah. Well, I guess it'll be usable until there's another podcast happening in my office.
0: I see what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, maybe we should think about the quality of the joke before we continue it.
1: Well, I'm good with it.
0: All right. So as we're streaming
1: tonight, we got the Laker game, Lakers, <laughs> Rockets. Uh, Nail biter right now, Lakers down two, fourth quarter. We got the Chiefs' Chargers on. Um, big game. I think we start with the NFL, right? Lots of lots of uh, big implications with the games this weekend, uh, starting with Chargers at
0: Chiefs. Chargers are 10-3. and 3. Chiefs are 11-2. and 2. They're both in the AFC West. Yeah, but a major problem here is the Chiefs seem to be dominating in the third quarter. Old Phil Rivers yeah. is going to be in Old Phil Rivers purgatory again, <laughs> where he's going to be down eight points. He has to go 80 yards with one or no timeouts left. I'm calling it now. That's what's going to happen. And this game
1: would have been a lot closer if they didn't throw an interception right before halftime. So if I were coaching the Chargers, I would have said, don't throw the interception in the end zone right before halftime.
0: This begs the question. Have you thought about coaching football?
1: I thought about it, but I like to challenge myself.
0: Sure. Yeah. And so, Obviously, coaching football, you're too good at it.
1: Yeah. I know how to win. You just...
0: Don't throw interceptions. Don't
1: throw interceptions in the end zone right before halftime.
0: Right. Because not throwing interceptions has brought Alex Smith tons of postseason success.
1: This is exactly right. Uh, okay. So, Chargers, Chiefs, they're in the same division, but they're the two best teams in the AFC. Yeah. So, uh, is the division scheme, like, antiquated? It's not even really used in the NBA anymore.
0: It's no, used- it's just the eight the eight best records from each conference get in. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess that makes sense in the NBA when they're playing so many games, but I don't know. I feel like the the NFL system does okay. I don't feel like there's any team at the end of the end of the year, kinda like the college football playoff, where we're like, oh, so angry that Auburn didn't get in even though they had a great record or maybe won their conference championship yeah. or something. We don't have that in the NFL. We never really complain about that. Every
1: once in a while you'll get a seven and nine team that sneaks in
0: because they yeah, because, won
1: they won a very weak division.
0: Right. And I don't know, but the, those two wild card spots usually make up for whatever great good teams there are, and if because there's two wild card spots instead of just one wild card spot, it opens up the door for if there's an exceptional division, yeah. three teams from that division could get in, right? Like the NFC East right now is a, is a awful division, and so we know that a wild card team isn't going to come from there. But if there was a a couple, like uh, a division that had a really great, uh, like remember those years when the Niners, the Cardinals, and the Seahawks were all good in the NFC West. Not so much anymore. But when they were all good in the NFC West, it was feasible or or plausible uh, that they could all win uh, a playoff spot because of the way that system works. And I think that's more than enough to make up for any uh, you know, teams that should get in but don't. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. I just feel like the division system in any sport, baseball, basketball, football, was created because you wanted to group teams together geographically. Right. To reduce travel time because right? everyone, everyone traveling by train and when everyone before. was on a bus and yeah. train right
0: well john madden would still be on a bus
1: <laughs> that's true uh him and tony kornheiser uh, is he afraid of flying
0: too yeah he hates flying <laughs> kornheiser he's so old <laughs> um and but, john madden's not i guess so but now where
1: you fly everywhere you're on a private jet or your charter charter plane right uh to, to every destination takes you you're you're no matter where you start in the country you you're at your destination within five hours, right? And you're in a luxury hotel, right? So, so for football,
0: Unless you're the Raiders. I think they probably stay at the Motel 6, the Raiders.
1: Well, yeah, I, I think it makes the least sense for football because you're in the same place for a week, right? You could fly out Sunday night or Monday morning. You're there, you could be there all week, right? So, it's not like the travel is going to impact you. You're talking, you, about, you like can, you're talking about the playoffs? I'm I'm talking about during the regular season. Like, why do we even have divisions? Oh, I got right? you. Right, and yeah, you could you could fly across country. You're there all week. It's not like you can uh, complain that you didn't adjust. You had a rough time zone or something, right? Baseball, even um, you could travel across country and you're in the same location for three to four days, right? right? Because
0: you're you're playing series. You don't play one offs in in, yeah. the, in major leagues. You always have uh, two at least two games with each team.
1: Yeah, and but. The league where it actually makes sense to have divisions and to play the teams in your division more is basketball. Rugby. Oh, basketball. No, it's basketball because you're you have back to backs, you have uh, four games and five nights, right? You have um, you just have a lot of games and you don't stay in the same place. It's like like baseball has 162 games, That's right? A lot, yeah. But you may only be in two locations in a given week, right? basketball you could have three or four games in a week and be in three or four different
0: spots in the country and play back-to-back games right i mean i think the uh the heat had a road trip where they went to la and they played the two la teams back-to-back yeah which makes a little more sense but imagine playing portland and then la and then mm-hmm. sacramento or something like that that would be a nightmare of a week and teams do that every year in the nba east coast and west coast teams
1: yeah, so so, yeah. so I, I get the division system for basketball, but, but it's they, the one they, it's the one sport where they don't actually even use it, right? Right. Well, it, they do. They it's do. No, play, it's nominal.
0: I think they play four games against division opponents and then two games against everybody else, right? Isn't that how it goes? They, so four they games. play and then a home away with not in their division.
1: Um, they play at least four. Yeah, they play four times in their division and then at least three times in their conference, and then outside of the conference, it's two.
0: Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, So I guess they do it to a degree, but in order to fit in so many games, they kind of have to make a few adjustments and stuff.
1: yeah. Yeah. So if the Chargers win tonight, which doesn't look like they're going to, but if they won, they'd be tied with the Chiefs. Um and the they which Chiefs I think would own the tiebreaker but we'd have to we'd have to look at
0: that and that's crazy to me that the Chargers who no one was talking about everyone was talking about the Chiefs everyone was talking about the Rams as the new upcoming teams and the Chargers just get kind of forgotten is it because they're all the way on the West Coast is it because <laughs> because
1: no one knows where they actually are people still call them where the, the San Diego Chargers yeah Stephen A Smith called them the San Diego
0: Chargers this morning. Okay, well, yeah. Yeah. He, he is uh, kind of on a decline, have you noticed? <laughs> like, uh, Will Kane beat him in a debate, oh, really? and now everyone's piling on, I guess. I don't know, I, I saw a few things on Twitter about that and stuff, but, so the the decline of Stephen A. isn't going to be pretty. He's yeah. the aging superstar It's just, just can't just, let go It's just too bad. minutes.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's too bad that these are the two best teams in the AFC, and one of them is going to get a bye the first round of the playoffs, and the other one's going to be on the road. Yeah. Because the two teams playing tonight will be the one seed and the five seed, in all likelihood. Um, the other the other game in the AFC this weekend that's it's uh, worth watching is Patriots at Steelers. You got the nine and four Patriots at the seven five and one Steelers. By the way, how many ties have there been this year?
0: It felt like the first couple of weeks in the NFL there was a ton of ties. Yeah, and then they stopped. Yeah, it's weird. I know.
1: You look at you look at the you pay more attention to it now because you're you're trying to figure out playoff seating and and there's all these just
0: weird sk- right. weird records. I would right? love to see a team tie twice in a season so that everyone <laughs> would just lose their minds. That would be so great. I would love to see that. Uh, so this
1: game feels very much like the old NFL, and the Chiefs Chargers feels like new NFL. It
0: totally does. I know exactly what you mean. Like high powered offenses, uh, teams that have been good for a long time versus the up-and-coming teams that are, like, recently good, especially the Chiefs. The Chargers have always been kind of, like, hanging around. But I think they're they're a big surprise, and no one's really talking about them. Yeah. And so, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I, you I like about, the comparison.
1: Yeah, you think about the AFC over the last two decades, and the Steelers and the Patriots uh, always at the top. Yeah. You've had the Pay- some of the paint Manning teams, right, the Colts and, and the Broncos, and then the Ravens thrown in a little bit. But it's really – the conference has been dominated by the Patriots and the Steelers. Right. And, and one of those, I mean, the Patriots, if they win, they've got a really good shot at getting the two seed. If they lose, though, that opens the door for the Texans. And Texans have a very easy schedule the rest of the the, rest of the season. Their, their last three games are, uh, I think, Jags, Jets, Lions, something like that. Um, so they could very easily win out. Um, so those two, te- those two games in the AFC, NFC, it's your boy. Aaron Rodgers unfortunately he makes me happy he's on the road at Chicago uh but he owns the Bears he owns them like he crushes he's he's the thing of Bears nightmares right Bears fans uh I don't think they're allowed I don't think in the state of Illinois you're allowed to name boys Aaron anymore
0: really is that a thing
1: yeah I think it's yeah it should be like any self-respecting Bears fan should not have an Aaron in their family
0: just like every self-respecting Bears fan should have a kid named either Mike or Ditka yeah. or Mike Ditka, last name. Exactly. So,
1: can the Bears keep it up? Can they actually maintain the... Uh, can they stay true to form like they've been this this whole season? Can they the same Bears team show up that showed up against the Rams? Or are they going to regress to the Bears of old? They can take out the Packers. They can end the Packers season they, this weekend.
0: If they... They did that to the Rams. They are more than capable of doing that to the Packers. And, of course, I'm never going to naysay my my favorite quarterback of all time, Aaron Rodgers. When you have a player that's that good on your team, you never count them out. No. Period. But at the same time, this Bears defense is a level above what we've seen over the last few years. And they're calling them one of, if not the best defenses in the league, according to the metrics and the numbers, especially getting pressure up the middle, which is huge. And you also have... The, the Cowboys with, that people are talking about in that conversation because, you know, they've had a huge sample size of the last, what, three weeks that their defense has been really great. So we're going to call them the best defense ever yeah. now. But but in all seriousness, the, the Bears defense is playing at a level that they haven't played at in in years. I mean, even when they had Brian Urlacher and they were thought of as a feared defense, it, it didn't feel like this. There's just a different feel to it. And I think it's the Khalil Mack presence and it's the pressure up the middle they get. Yeah. So I, I'm i worried about this game for the Packers. Not for the Packers, but, but for my boy Aaron. Yeah. And uh, I don't. I I think they're going to lose this game because it's in Chicago, right? Yeah, yeah. So the Bears' defense is going to show up in Chicago, and Aaron's got no help, especially with coaching. Do the and Packers
1: stuff. know how to play in the cold? That's my question.
0: Yeah, I think I think they'll do okay in the they cold. They might handle that. Okay. Yeah. So what's really Green Bay, Wisconsin? <laughs> what's really interesting? Sorry, is... I mispronounced it. Wisconsin. <laughs> I apologize, all our listeners in Green Bay. Wisconsin. Um, they're the Badgers, right?
1: The Badgers,
0: Wisconsin. Yeah. Yeah, Badgers are scary. Are they? I've they're, never heard of They're related to wolverines. So if you, well, wolverines are awesome. Yes, yes. So they're they're kind of from the same family. So you, you've heard of the honey badger? Yes. Honey badger don't care? I'm not talking about Tyra Mathow. I'm talking Mathow? Matthew? Mathow, right? Mathow, right?
1: Uh, no, you're thinking of the actor in Grumpy Old
0: Man. <laughs> yeah, I am. I Walter Mathow. <laughs> yes, that's what I'm thinking of. My bad. But uh, honey badger don't care, right? Well, honey badgers are crazy. They'll like go up on against lions. Yeah. Like, a full-grown male lion will go up against a honey badger. The male lion will be like, I I, I just don't want to be part of this. Not, and then deal just walk with, away. Yeah. not dealing with this today. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, honey badgers are crazy. Okay. I, so, so, Wisconsin and so. honey badgers and Green Bay. That's how that all connects, clearly. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm.
1: so, interesting if you look at, okay, if you take a snapshot of, of the league today, the NFL today, and season ends and you go into the playoffs with the with the current records – of the six highest-paid quarterbacks, only one would be in the playoffs. Can you can you think of who that might be?
0: Well, the the highest-paid guys are like Garoppolo recently because he's got a big deal. Uh, Rodgers. Rodgers. He's the highest-paid one, right? Mm-hmm. Matt Ryan, I think, is paid. high. I don't know who else. Uh, Stafford. Oh, ugh. Cousins. Ugh. Stafford. Car. That's not. That hasn't been pretty. That hasn't been a good yeah. contract so far. That's that's pretty low value contract. Kirk
1: Cousins is the only is the only quarterback with that's in the in the top six highest paid quarterbacks. Uh, if you take into account average annual salary, okay, he would be the only one making the playoffs. And I, I sat there like, so here's the list. It's Aaron Rodgers. It's Matt Ryan. It's Kirk Cousins. Jimmy Garoppolo. Stafford. <laughs> Matthew Stafford. Derek Carr.
0: Um Jimmy Krabs. And,
1: and Kirk Cousins would be the only one in the playoffs and he'd be the sixth seed in the NFC on the six, six and one Vikings. What is that what does that say? Because in basketball you look at like the highest paid, right? And the highest paid players generally are on playoff teams. Yeah. Right?
0: Well, half the conference makes the playoffs. That's true. <laughs> yeah, but still, no, I, know, I see what you're saying. So the max, the max money guys, unless you're Hassan Whiteside, yeah, mm-hmm. are pretty much always in the playoffs.
1: Yeah. So, so my question <laughs> is: should should these should these quarterbacks be taking less money so that there's more to to spread around to get better players? Well, it's
0: it's worked in in New England, and it's worked in other places like that where the quarterbacks aren't taking a lot of money and they spread the wealth around. And I, I can see that especially in a salary cap sport. I mean, we mm-hmm. talked a little bit about when, uh, when the show first started over the summer, we talked a lot about value in contracts. So on salary cap leagues, you have to have value in your players. And that means you're getting high, high levels of output from uh, compared to how much you're paying a person, right? So right now, Aaron Rodgers making $33.5 million a year. It may not be producing at a $33.5 million rate, right? Uh, Matt Ryan certainly isn't producing his rate. Jimmy Garoppolo, even worse, because he's not even playing, right? Yeah. But then you get those value contracts. Like, I remember the Russell Wilson contract. One of the big reasons the Seahawks were able to... <laughs> they had the best NFL
1: contract and the worst NFL contract on the same team.
0: They had he, a- he was the best, who was the worst?
1: Um, uh, the dude from the uh, Packers that they signed after one game, Flynn. Matt Flynn, Matt Flynn. <laughs> Flynn. So yeah, yeah. So, so signed a massive contract and then got outplayed by Russell Wilson in training camp.
0: Right. Yeah. Oh. So so Russell Wilson was on a rookie contract making peanuts compared to these high high paid quarterbacks and the Legion of Boom was their defense. So and that allowed them to win a Super Bowl. Yeah. Right. So it's all about the salary cap in, in the NFL. It's all about finding value, and the quarterback might not be as valuable a position as we think because, I mean. Sean McVay turned Jared Goff into something incredible, and uh, oh, maybe it wasn't. We went sideways. We did. And like literally, the camera went sideways. Not like our conversation, which always goes sideways, because that's how we roll <laughs> on subjectively correct sports podcasts. But we, uh, uh, man, to to derail my train of thought, what were we talking about? Quarterbacks and stuff. Okay, so really so matter. maybe so maybe it's more about the scheme with a lot of these quarterbacks than it is like the scheme they're playing in than it is about the. Uh, the talent of the quarterback. Matt Ryan's a perfect example of that. I, I was talking about, before the season started, how he wasn't as good a quarterback as we thought he was. He's definitely not an MVP caliber quarterback, uh, but his coach, Kyle Shanahan, creates MVP-level uh, quarterbacks. I mean, Nick Mullins got his team a win. Nick, and who, Nick Mullins. Mulder. Double three L's. Yeah, Nick Mullins got the 49 or some wins, uh, or A win, and looked pretty good with Kyle Shanahan. So, I don't know. I, I think... The NFL is showing us that as long as you have I, I think the most valuable positions now are head coach <laughs> and tight end maybe. Yeah. And, and and pass rusher. I think those are the three most important uh parts of a football team now, which is crazy because all these high paid quarterbacks that are supposed to be great, I mean, there's no value in those contracts.
1: Yeah. It, it's almost- for Aaron
0: Rodgers because he's Aaron Rodgers.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's, it almost has the feel of like college basketball where the coach makes such a big difference, right? Yeah. Versus NBA where the coach, eh, like Steve Kirk could be coaching the, the Warriors. I could be coaching the Warriors. Or Luke Walton could be coaching. Or you could be, or my three-year-old could be, and they'd still win, you know, 65 games Your probably...
0: three-year-old would be the cutest head coach in the history of the NBA. I agree with that. Well, no, Stan Van Gundy. Stan. <laughs> He's cuddly. Yeah.
1: Uh, other bit of NFL news the uh, you always love to see this the city of Oakland is suing the NFL and the Raiders
0: uh, <laughs> and the dumpster fire gets more fuel thrown on it
1: uh, yeah so why why wouldn't you want to play in Oakland right? <laughs> so they're suing suing the nfl and the raiders because the raiders are moving to las vegas
0: in in 2020 is it because it's a breach of contract or something because that's the only reason they would be able to sue no so the lease is up at the end of the season so what's 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 the grounds then? What's the suit based off of?
1: I, I haven't read the lawsuit, but my, my understanding is based on a quote or two that I've read. Here, here let's read a quote. This is from the, um, this, the Oakland City Attorney. The Raiders' illegal move lines in the pockets of NFL owners and sticks Oakland, its residents and taxpayers and dedicated fans with the bill. The purpose of this lawsuit is to hold the defendants accountable and help to compensate Oakland for the damages the defendants' unlawful actions have caused and will cause to the people of Oakland. It doesn't really tell us much. They're claiming there's some collusion, that they colluded with the other NFL owners to not have a team in Oakland. But I think the the other thing is this, this concept of reliance. It's a legal concept where if you tell someone, hey, if you go... Um, yeah, you say say you're gonna build a house, okay? Right? Yeah, I follow you. Okay. House building, I'm. I'm right, I'm you're, with you're, you. You. you're a contractor. Okay? okay,
0: you're losing me a little bit, but keep going. We'll see.
1: <laughs> okay, and and I say, hey, I'm gonna hire you uh-huh. to to build my house. Okay. Okay. Got but it. You don't have any tools yet. I don't. Okay? No tools. But in reliance on me saying, hey, I'm gonna hire you to build my house, you go and shell out ten grand for tools. Okay. Okay. Then you come back to me and I say, you know what? Actually, I'm not gonna go with you. I'm not even going to build a house or, I know how the or story I'm going to go with someone
0: else. I know how the story ends. Because I was buying the tools for the job that you hired me for, but then you went back on the part, your part of the deal, mm-hmm. you would owe me the 10 grand.
1: Yeah, more or less. I'd, I'd make you whole, right? The, um, and so, so the doctrine is that if you act in reliance on someone's promise, even if it's not in a contract, that you may be entitled to some recovery. To some relief. Okay. And so what the what the city of Oakland is claiming, they I think they made something like $80 million in renovations to the stadium. The city of Oakland did. The city of Oakland did. And that was with the intention of the Raiders being there a long time. Right. And obviously the Raiders are not going to be there. They're going to Las Vegas. And so the city feels that they spent all this money to
0: upgrade the stadium to keep the team there and the teams leaving. So their, their complaint is that we put in money into this business basically Mm -hmm. the the taxpayers of oakland put in this money and now that you're leaving you need to pay this bill not us exactly because you benefited from this
1: right so they're not my understanding is that they're not suing to keep
0: the team there they're suing to get the money that they feel like they're owed
1: yeah i don't i don't think there's i don't think there's a a legal doctrine that would allow them to that would that would make them keep the team there right? right unless
0: there was like some contract we don't know about so so another question i have then is would they also ask for damages as they part could. of this, so they get some more money out of it.
1: They I, they could. Uh, you'd have to look at the the law of California and see. Uh, there's only certain circumstances where you can get punitive damages, right? So so you can you can recover what you what you're owed, like what you lost, right? But are you talking about like a penalty
0: in excess of that? Yeah, I mean, like because of the legal. I mean, of course, legal fees and stuff like that is a normal yeah. thing to add on top of. To All that suit, should be covered, but but, but also on top of it, like. You're damaging our reputation. This is like yeah, makes probably us look not. Bad for okay,
1: probably not. I mean, I'm I'm not as familiar with the, with California law, but but probably not. I, generally, you have to. It has to be a very special circumstance, and and courts want to like you know show uh show other actors that this this type of behavior won't be tolerated in the future. So, so. we're talking
0: about California. So the actors you're talking about are like movie actors. Yeah, exactly. Nice Wahlberg. I should be a Cruise. lawyer um so but what's interesting is
1: the the lease runs out at the end of this year
0: i have a face for radio though
1: and uh, and uh, al davis's son who's that mark davis butch davis matt davis someone davis betty davis one of the davises um he <laughs> i feel like that's something we should know <laughs> i think we should oh well bad haircut davis um
0: his dad's hair Pat- was so good for so long
1: he wanted he wanted the Raiders to play in Oakland next year so they had presented a contract to the city of Oakland to let them uh, extend their lease by one year right until the stadium in Vegas was finished and then they'd move to Vegas okay so now they're homeless for you because the stadium in Vegas isn't ready right they're not going back to Oakland because they're being sued by the city okay and so they have to find some place to play in 2019 Um, so they could go to, they could go to Vegas and use, uh, like Sam Boyd stadium, right? They could go to LA. There's a couple of, of stadiums down there. Maybe San Jose. They
0: play in the Coliseum, but that's where the Rams play, right?
1: That's where the Rams play. Yeah. It's such a mess there in California football teams, man. Maybe they could, um, yeah, I don't know. They could, they could share a stadium, like maybe with the Seahawks or something, right? Every other week. Yeah.
0: Who knows? I mean, But, but the Raiders might be a homeless team next season.
1: Right. They could be playing in a city that's... They, they will probably be playing somewhere that's not the Bay Area. Interesting. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> that's your weird, wacky NFL news. Um, which really, really, just one more thing on the legal front here. Oh, good. Is because, that, because I wanted more legal talk. <laughs> Hit me with is it. that. Normally, you'd think, ah, oh, this is just like frivolous. This is the the city attorney or the city saving face. But the the attorney, the outside counsel that took on this case, is working on a contingency, meaning he doesn't get paid unless they win.
0: And what does and what does that tell you? Like as, as that tells attorney, me that, that he
1: thinks that there's a good shot that they will win. Makes sense to me. Also, could mean he just is in it for the publicity.
0: A lawyer in something for the publicity? No way.
1: So, we're one-third of the way through the season. Oh, ready? Yeah.
0: Yeah. And... It feels like nothing's happened yet. <laughs> and I'm not, being, I'm not being, like, telling a joke or anything, but it feels like almost nothing has happened. You know what I mean? At least, I don't know. That's how it feels. Maybe because football is so uh, getting towards the end and things are getting intense, maybe it just feels like basketball is, like, everything's going, like, not as fast and not as... Not, and nothing's as important in basketball right now as it is in football. Maybe that's why it doesn't feel like anything's happening. Yeah, It's really hard for me to explain myself right now.
1: Uh, so one-third through the way of the season, and you're not paying that much attention to it yet?
0: Not really. I yeah. mean, I kind of am, but I mean, there are absolutely zero playoff implications right now, especially because the West, which is what everyone's paying so attention jumbled, to, it's yeah. so jumbled. I yeah. mean, everyone is saying, all the experts on all the networks and all, all the websites that cover the NBA are all saying there are... <laughs> there are... Uh, all but one team in the West is good and can make the playoffs and be a decent playoff team, and that's the Suns. But every other team is a, is a decent team in the West, which is crazy.
1: So if we're if we're looking at the one one third of the way through the season, who are? Let's do our one third season awards. Okay, okay I'm down. Um,
0: what do you want to start? MVP. LeBron James.
1: Okay. I think he could win. he's he's MVP every year, right? He's he's suffers from the same uh same curse Jordan had where he's so much better than everyone that you get tired of picking him,
0: right? Which is unfortunate. Yeah. Especially in a year like I I think this year might be different for him though because he's playing on a team that no one expected to be good and they're in the playoff hunt. Yeah. Right? Yeah, they're at
1: 17 wins 6 weeks earlier than they were at the same point last year.
0: Yeah. The LeBron effect. The, the biggest thing that's changed is LeBron. And sure, they added, like, Lance Stevenson. And Rondo. And Beasley. So, the, the, I think those are, like, negatives, though. I think that, like, makes <laughs> what LeBron did more impressive, right? I don't, I don't know. So, I, I think he, he should be a candidate every year because of the way he plays and the numbers he puts up. But the issue is especially special because of what he's been asked to do and the load he's been asked to, to carry. And he's done it so well.
1: Yeah. No, he's, he's, he's an obvious candidate. Uh, I think Steph is always a, ca- a candidate. He's having a great year.
0: And I think when he got hurt he got and they hurt, slid yeah. real bad, I think that really showed his value even more.
1: Yeah. So. Um, but I would probably, if I were voting I'd probably go Giannis.
0: Because um, the, the Bucks are doing really well in the East. Yeah, I think, that, I think the they're like the two
1: seed in the East. And like, name two players on the Bucks other than Giannis.
0: Oh, I was going to say Giannis <laughs> and Antetokounmpo is a joke, but then you said other than Giannis. So, I don't know. Delvadova got traded. Jabari Parker... Do mm. he get traded too? Is he, he a bull now again? He's a, he's a bull now. Okay. Uh... Yeah. Okay, that proves my point, right?
1: We don't really know anyone else. We. So, I mean, are you gonna keep trying?
0: No. Yeah. That broke me.
1: <laughs> so, Jonas is is uh, is leaving the home in Milwaukee. Doesn't have that much help around him. Um, but they're competitive, right? I think they yeah. just went up to Toronto and won in Toronto, a hard place to win. So, uh, so he
0: he has my vote. Alright, rookie of the year. I don't know you you I think it's, in your notes you have Doncic. Luca. How could you not Luca? Yeah. Cause he's he's definitely had the biggest impact. Yeah. Name another rookie how, who's had an impact like him. How, no one.
1: Yeah, how cool would it be? You're MVP of Euroleague and next year you're rookie of the year in the NBA.
0: And the dude's nineteen. I mean he's like yeah. a legit rookie. He's not like Ben Simmons who like didn't play and then became rookie. Donovan Mitchell should have been rookie of the year last year, everyone.
1: Yeah. But and then um most improved and de- defensive player of the year, or sorry, most improved and sixth man of the year, I think is the same person. Okay. I think it's D. Rose.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So
1: he's, he's, he's definitely the sixth man of the year so far. My only question is, can you give a most improved
0: player of the year award to a former MVP? When you crashed that hard in the middle of your career? Yeah. Yes. Because he was an afterthought. In fact, people didn't know where he was. He was a, was it a second year when he won MVP? Was it his rookie Uh, year? No, 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 no. Second or third year, right? It was early on. I don't remember exactly. Right, but second or third year in the NBA, and you're the MVP, and then you absolutely disappear to the point where people that follow the NBA have to go to NBA.com to find out where he's playing. Yeah. And now all of a sudden, he's doing what he's doing. He dropped 50 points this year, and he's kept a a, a consistent level of play. I mean, I think in this case, you can name him the most improved player, because after that injury and stuff, it was bad. Well, maybe a comeback player of the year. Yeah. I don't know, but definitely he needs to be considered for for an award. Yeah, um, yeah. So we'll see. I'll continue to
1: monitor these. I know you're not fully checked into the NBA yet. How are my Lakers doing? I
0: don't think you can say the score out. Okay, yeah, that, losing.
1: Yeah, Lakers are gonna lose tonight, but that's okay. You can't win them all, um, especially for the Lakers. Especially, <laughs>
0: especially. Okay. All right. All right. Let's let's talk next year. What's terrible is uh, LeBron will put up like. Thirty points on like 12 of 13 shooting 10 assists 10 rebounds and they'll lose by 20
1: yeah he should have done more yeah
0: yeah uh, michael jordan would have done more
1: so we, we talked about the um the raiders and their legal potent, legal troubles in sure. leaving oakland we've got a similar situation brewing in the nba so the suns uh, at least the... Uh, oh, I'm not even going to... I don't remember the name of the arena. The Armand Hammer Deodorant Arena? <laughs> it's like the something stick arena. I think it has stick in the name. Or staff or something like that. Stave? Yeah. Um, is that more than
0: one staves? They, they I have... think it's staffs. I think it's staves. But I think that implies that they're smaller though. I think maybe a stave is just... Bosa just pushed a dude right to the quarterback. Sorry. Um, um, so...
1: They are leasing their arena until twenty twenty two okay, and the owner uh, sarver uh, is is saying that they essentially need hundred and fifty million dollars from the city to update the arena and yeah, for a practice facility that hasn't
0: been anyone in the butt lately.
1: <laughs> um, and there's at least one city council member who said that privately spoke to uh to Sarver, and that Sarver threatened to move the team to Seattle or Las Vegas. Um, Everyone wants to go to
0: Vegas all of a sudden. Is, is it the betting connection? Is it the gambling connection? Because gambling is getting more and more well, accepted.
1: I think that the Golden Knights prove that Vegas can support a professional team. Um, not hard to do when they're one of the best teams in the league right, I think, right I think, from I think the beginning.
0: In, especially a team that doesn't have a professional... Uh, a city that doesn't have a professional team. You put a championship-level professional team in your city and people are going to flock to it. Yeah. Right? And what's in, what I like about Vegas is uh as a as a destination for a major league team or an NFL or NBA team is the away teams will travel well. Cuz if you're a fan of if you're a fan of the the Bulls and you live in California or wherever, what better weekend can you think of than to fly to Vegas, spend the weekend in Vegas and catch a Bulls game while you're there? You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think I think Vegas uh, will get a lot of fans that travel there for the away teams. Plus, I think, like you said, they could support a team. Yeah. I mean, we, we lived down there. There were tons of Raiders fans down in the Vegas area.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. This story is interesting to me for that reason, but also the billionaire owners who are are going to the public for funds to update the arena. Now, the Suns are willing to put $80 million to 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 rehab to renovate the facility and go to the practice facility but they're saying they need 150 million from the public as well Um, so personally I'm against public funding for sports teams and arenas now I think there can be some good to the city you look at downtown Cleveland and and what happened when LeBron was there Um, the city benefited from having a professional sports team right but it's just my view. I guess it feels wrong to tax people to support a sports team, mm. right? Especially yeah. when the owners, in in most cases, could fund it
0: themselves. Yeah, and there are some there are some owners that have billions of dollars from other industries and resources and things like that. Mm-hmm. And then you have some owners that, you know, their business is this sports team. That's what they put all of their money into. Right. So those those. Owners may not be able to throw a lot of money at their stadiums and their teams and stuff like that. But these owners that have lots of money from somewhere else could. And a lot of them, there's there's two different types of owners in professional sports. If you're sports.
1: living paycheck to paycheck, you should
0: not own a sports team. Yeah, you know, I, I, I went to a business school for two years and that checks out. Yeah. Probably shouldn't do that. But anyway, yeah.
1: So, uh, not, not, not much is going to happen on 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 that front because again, the lease doesn't expire until twenty twenty two. But the city council is uh, is discussing right now whether or not to raise funds. And uh, Stan Van Gundy actually had a really good quote on this. Uh, and he said, um, "Speaking of Sarver, the the owner of the Suns, he said." Um, you know, I'm not concerned if he's going to bring a sports team, a uh, professional basketball team to Seattle or Las Vegas. I want to know when he's going to bring a professional sp- basketball team to Phoenix.
0: Oh, ooh, burn. Um, Enough shade to blot out the suns. <laughs> Why don't I don't like James Harden. So we, we used to Oh yeah, I'll introduce you so horde. Alright everyone. It's time for uh, we changed the name, right? What is the picture I'm looking at right now? What are you doing <laughs> to, to me? What is that? What is going on?
1: Just get get to the segment. David. I can't!
0: There's <laughs> Are you gonna explain what I just saw to people? Maybe. Okay, well uh okay. I'm surprised you can even look at this. It okay, took, took me a while, but... Did okay. it? You had yeah. to, like, build up a, a callus to this one image? Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm good. I'm fine. But I'm just surprised. That was shocking. I was not expecting to see that. Okay, we changed the name of this segment. What are we calling it now? Fantastic Five Stories. Okay, so it's time now for Anthony's Fantastic Five Stories of the Week. You just can't count on headline writers to always get it right. You figure that... I feel like they're getting better at clickbaiting. Cl- the <laughs> clickbait headlines yes. are great. Like, you won't believe... Yeah. Like, Dr. Oz. I hate Dr. Oz, because his show, like, his, his segment's always end with something like... When we come back, the five things your partners are doing to destroy your health.
1: It's amazing that uh, just based on the headlines for Doctor Oz, that anyone is sick or overweight, or because he's got like all the answers, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, of course.
1: So, um, David, the robots are out to get us. Two stories this week on
0: there are two <laughs> robot stories.
1: Yeah. So the first one, uh, a Chinese factory worker. Luckily survived, but was skewered by 10 metal spikes when a robot malfunctioned in a uh, porcelain factory in the Hunan province. Hunan? 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 Hunan said they're going to beat the say it's Hunan. Um, So the the, the accident resulted.
0: I don't think anyone (laughs) got that, but that was fantastic.
1: The accident resulted in him being impaled with foot long, half inch thick. Those are a foot long each? Metal rods. You
0: can't tell they're a foot long because they're inside of him. If
1: I had the picture to put right here, you'd see a guy on an operating table. Oh, I see
0: him sticking out of his arm now. With
1: like rods (laughs) this long and this thick, just like going through his body. Amazingly, he's in stable condition. One of the rods was 0.1 millimeters away from an artery. Get out of town. So this dude, it's like always with these situations, it's like, is he the luckiest guy in the world or the most unlucky,
0: right? Well, clearly, if, if he was the unluckiest, he, well, I don't know. Oh, my gosh. That's – oh. Oh. Okay. Stop scrolling for
1: a second. Okay. Uh, but this isn't the only occurrence of robots working against it. We talked about – we talked a couple weeks about the, about the GPS leading the lady on the train tracks. <laughs> right? <laughs> the technology – do not trust technology, guys.
0: A real life – a real life uh, Michael Scott.
1: Okay. At an Amazon factory in New Jersey, a – Robot pierced a, a can of bear repellent, sending 54 Amazon workers to the emergency room. Were they bears? I don't get it. <laughs> it's Bear spray is very similar to pepper spray.
0: Oh, is it? Yeah. That makes sense.
1: And so this... Uh, this, But I imagine it's more powerful. Amazon, it was Alexa rose up against... <laughs> Against these factory workers and I think was like trying to lift a box of the bear repellent and punctured one of the cans. Oh, gosh. And, uh, and the, the the aerosol, it's an aerosol can, right? So it just like sprayed out.
0: So one can caused 54 people to, to scatter. Yeah.
1: So what do we say every week? Stay safe. Stay vigil- vigilant. Keep an eye on your robots because they're coming to get you.
0: I think iRobot is like a training video. Okay. <laughs> Move on. <laughs> Um, You've seen that Robot, right? Yes, I've seen it. Okay, just robot. making sure, because you yeah. looked at me like, Dave, I don't know what you're saying, and it clearly <laughs> wasn't funny. So I figured you hadn't seen the show, because if you'd seen the movie, that was that was money. So so, David, have you ever been axe throwing? I don't think so. Maybe <laughs> when I was, I don't think like, I don't think I ever went outside and went somewhere to say, okay, we're going to throw some axes today. Mm-hmm. I think one time at a scout camp or something, a kid had an axe or a hatchet and we threw it. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't call that going, yeah. I mean, ax right now.
1: It's a simple yes or no question. Sure. (laughs) Uh, But um, it's it's gaining in popularity. We have a friend who went recently, shared pictures with us. Looks really fun. Like there's these actual establishments where you go for the purpose of throwing an ax into wood and seeing like how close you can get. It's basically, it's a shooting range, but with axes, okay? And uh, these are gaining in popularity so much that the uh, the Lincoln City Council in Lincoln, Nebraska, is considering passing a, a law that would uh, limit axe throwing establishments from serving more than two beers. Makes
0: sense, right? Um, but I feel like after the second beer is when it starts getting good. Like I feel like I feel like people that go to throw axes after the second beer is when they start enjoying themselves. Probably. This is this is like. I got it. This is like drink two before you go.
1: <laughs> yeah. I feel like this is a, the sports stadium or baseball stadiums not serving after the seventh inning, right? Yeah, same kind of thing. Um, but I love I love some of the quotes in this story. Uh, axe throwing is the next big thing. Travis Cornelius, an owner of Craft Axe Throwing. Um, people seem to have a blast when they come. <laughs> That's an ad. <laughs> that, was, that was an ad. Oh, my goodness. Um... People seem to have a blast when they come to our facilities. The, uh, the city council is approving. So there's two establishments applying for liquor licenses in Lincoln, Nebraska. One of them, it looks like they're going to pass through. The other, there's a slight hiccup in their application. Apparently. They're throwing axes? In addition to, to there being axes thrown at the facility, uh, two of the owners uh, fail to report their felony convictions. Ah, um, on their liquor license application. Yeah. And so That'll do it.
0: Yeah. Was the, uh were the the mix, of the, mix
1: ordering, of, the, the mix of X-Cons throwing axes? Did you
0: say Ax-Cons? Did you say Ax-Cons? Ah, <laughs> oh, oh, oh,
1: oh, yes, Ax-Cons. <laughs> the mix of X-Cons axe throwing. I'm choosing to hear you <laughs> say Ax-Cons. <laughs> and liquor seems like a triumvirate I would like to witness. But not be anywhere near.
0: So I think a mockumentary is in the. I think that's a mockumentary in the making. It would write itself. It really would. When someone got fired, you can say they got the axe. Hey, yeah, it writes itself.
1: Okay, our next story. This is this is a favorite of mine, and it it's happened. Not to me, but I've been part of, of this situation. Uh, so you've ever, uh, you work at a big organization, a school district, I'm sure you get emails sometimes where there's hundreds or thousands of people that get the same
0: email. Sure, right? I, I worked for a pretty big bank too.
1: Yeah, uh, I worked for a company that has 100,000 employees.
0: Oh, that's so cool.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Sorry.
1: It's not my company, I just <laughs> work there. I don't, yeah. em- I don't employ 100,000 people. When what, what do you do, let me know, and can yeah. I be one of them? We'll see. <laughs> There's a very thorough interview process. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Nepotism got to be good for something somewhere.
1: Uh, when I when I own my million axe throwing facilities across the
0: country, you can throw one. For I'm free. surprised there are th- like a million of these in Texas already. There probably are. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, okay. So the, these big organizations, sometimes you get an email to everyone, and every once in a while. Someone who's kind of oblivious that it went to a million people hits the dreaded reply all button Ooh. So this happened uh, In the state of Utah, so Utah State employees. I don't know if it's all of them, but it's 25,000 employees So maybe that's all of the state of Utah um, There was a potluck. Oh, no <laughs> a, a potluck lunch email that uh, was supposed to be sent to one very small department ended up being sent to the entire, all 25,000 Utah State employees. So, so first
0: mistake was the person reminding everyone about the potluck in their department, sending it to every worker in the state. That's mistake number one here in this story.
1: Yeah. Okay. Uh, So, it goes out to 25,000 people at about 9.30 in the morning, okay? Um, And essentially, like, cripples their systems because people start replying all to it. Oh, no. And the inbox, I mean, it's just like multiplier effect, right? It's like one nuke is really bad, but when you have... Successive nukes. I mean, it's just utter devastation. Yeah, yeah. Um <laughs> it was funny. Uh, uh, Joe Doherty, who's a state spokesman, was quoted as saying, it's eleven ten 10 a.m. And right, this started at 9, 30 a.m. It's eleven ten 10 a.m. And I think it's safe to say the great hashtag reply all disaster of 2018 is finally over. It took them almost two hours to get people to
0: stop replying all. One of my favorite things is when people are hitting reply all to tell everyone to stop hitting reply all. You see that one? <laughs> right, right, yeah. So when I worked for I worked for a pretty big bank. It was It's a national company with even some offices overseas and we had this exact same thing happen and it literally, like you said, it crippled our systems. I couldn't get any work done for about an hour because my computer was moving so slowly because it was, all it could do was just upload more and more emails that I was getting. So I, I've been through that and it's not fun. it was actually pretty great because I was just sitting at my desk like, I can't do anything. You know, so. <laughs> I think I went to like an early lunch or something like that. I don't remember. But yeah, it was funny
1: And then uh, the, the, the the lieutenant governor of the state of Utah well, tweeted, it's getting serious. He tweeted out, this is a real emergency. Yeah. This is real and it's an emergency. Started out as a potluck and $5 white elephant gift exchange in one Pay department. Pay your
0: employees, Utah. $5 white elephant? Get out of here with that.
1: And Pay your employees. And someone accidentally CC'd every state employee. I fear this will never end. Whoa. I guess the emails did go th- on throughout the day, but they had it mostly dude, under control. Lieutenant Governor Spencer hours. Cox, you're
0: so extra. <laughs> Calm down,
1: dude. All right, David. If you were to um, brand our our show and the type of news stories that we like to talk about, what uh, what would be one of the themes that gets brought up a lot? Crazy crimes. Crazy crimes. Yep. And what what specific types of crimes do I really like to talk about? Uh,
0: like royal crown jewels, like the Swedish jewel heist. Have we had full closure on that yet?
1: Uh, no, I think they're still uh, still investigating. They've got two suspects that they detained. I don't know if they're still in jail. Hard for me to get much Swedish news. I'm going back in September to Sweden. Oh, are you? Yeah, next year. So hopefully by then I'll be maybe they'll be doing the trial. I'll be able to get on the witness stand and um report your findings report my findings that'd be good
0: that'd be good bring closure to
1: to the podcast and to to the world
0: i would appreciate that because this story dragging on and on it's all i can think about sometimes
1: royal tiara heist has british police stumped now David. the brits the, the brits, brits the brits
0: they're so good
1: with their royal jewel security <laughs> that i'm just in shock are you i don't the
0: up the tiara <laughs>
1: long winch um and so what okay so there's this tiara that was that was forged in uh like 1904 they call it the uh the portland
0: tiara the the duchess of portland first okay so first of all as far as like british jewels go 1904 1902 whatever that's not that old not impressed with the story so far also portland Totally an American thing. And it's not like it's something they named, like, like York, and we named it New York. Like, Portland had been around for a while before they did this. So, okay. I'm down on the story so far, but keep it going. Okay. So, uh, so, the Portland
1: tiara was made in 1902 for the coronation of King Edward. It was uh, worn by the Duchess Winifred of Portland. Ah, oh, Winnie. And uh, it's a pretty nice looking tiara. Very big. I'm sure it's worth a ton of money. Bunch of diamonds in there. Um, well, they are a queen's best friend. Yeah. So it was in the uh, in a display case in Notting-
0: Nottinghamshire. Nottinghamshire? Nottinghamshire. Nottinghamshire.
1: England. And uh it was stolen. Apparently the police and security were notified. The 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 security showed up 90 seconds too late and the police showed up like 2 minutes after that. They they had camera of the vehicle driving away, but it was found abandoned like 30 miles from from the uh from the
0: castle or display so, so, the Museum, get, so they switched getaway vehicles
1: yeah smart maybe they got in the same boat as the swedish jewel heist oh
0: what if it's the same organization
1: possibly they hi were to, driving to jewels people they were hi driving j- a silver audi s5 so oh. upgrade in vehicle yeah a little bit yeah from,
0: what did they what did the they Swedish off, a horse they, i don't remember what this bike swedish jewel, bikes, to, bikes bikes
1: to boat bike to but boat but then boat but then other witnesses said s5. they were on foot
0: well Well, maybe we've established
1: that the Swedes do not have good
0: eyesight. They do not. Uh, So, so maybe it's the Swedish jewel heist guys. Maybe they got all their money from fencing the Swedish jewels and they were able to buy this sweet ride that they then abandoned because, you know, now you have this tiara of Portland that was made in England
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and maybe now, you know, they didn't need that car anymore because they're going to, next they'll drive up to like a Maserati, you know, something even more expensive. What's another really expensive car? Uh, A Lamborghini? That one. Lambo a Maybach. cool
1: yeah uh okay so so our, our last story russian state tv uh shows off a robot that's actually a man in a robot suit that's so, the most so, russian
0: thing i've ever heard so, so
1: russian state tv they were showing this like um that's
0: ki- basically the steroids <laughs> of robot making
1: yeah it's the, it that's was so on brand it was this tech conference right and it was aimed at kids. And they oh, had this. Oh,
0: not the kids, uh, Russia.
1: They had this robot on stage that's like doing robot moves and dances. Great. Show and, the people,
0: show the people on the stream those moves again. Oh, that's high, that's high quality robot moves. And um, Don't hit me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh,
1: I don't know that it was supposed to uh, be like i don't think they were the 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 conference organizers were saying hey this is a real robot but but there was something like lost in translation and the presenters on tv the like the newscasters were saying wow like this is an actual real robot and look at how advanced he is and like interacting with people and responding to questions and so like all of russia is thinking wow we have this like advanced ai robot um And then...
0: Let's hack some elections.
1: Some viewer noticed that on uh, on one of the interviews that a human neck is is being shown on... Like, part of the human neck is being shown just under the helmet of the robot. And so they called into the the news station and... Like uh, a
0: guy calling in a golf infraction?
1: Exactly. (laughs) So... Uh, unfortunately, that person has been missing since Wednesday. Um, the person or the robot? The
0: person who called it in about oh. the robot. I'm just kidding. Oh, <laughs> oh <so> it, was, <laughs> that, it didn't surprise me. It was still like a little bit of shock, but I was like, "Yeah, uh, I can see, I can see them putting that in play."
1: So, um, yeah. So Russia does not have a fully autonomous robot that can dance and interact with kids. Uh, it's unfortunately just, just a misunderstanding um that's it that's your five headlines five stories of the week all right and that's it for us we will see you on monday i don't know if it's going to be live again because obviously we are awesome and you could only have so much awesome i did great i was great today all right